books. I read every Nancy Drew book, every Junie B. Jones book. That was always something I'd wanted to do. I made videos for fun all the time. Part of like practicing those passions was because like one day I will be an adult. Finding success as your own definition, finding confidence in that despite what the world deems as noteworthy. That's also so important. Hello. Hey. Hey guys, it's your host, Dasam. And Emma. Here with our 12th episode of Before, Before We Make It. it. Woo, so excited. And today we are here with a very special guest, Kenzie Elizabeth. Hi guys. Love the intro as always. You really kill it. It's so good. <laughs> and if y'all don't know who Kenzie is, she is a lifestyle, beauty, fashion influencer. She is also the host of I Love You So Much podcast, which you definitely have to check out right after this. But we're so excited to have you here. And thank you for dealing with us with internet challenges. This is our second recording, guys. So let's hope it goes well this time. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you are so fine. That happens to everyone. It's also the worst feeling. I think I told you guys this. We did an entire shoot that I put like thousands of dollars into and we spent so much time in in for the living room. Um, months of content, all the audio was corrupt when we got home. And we were so excited oh. about it. Yeah. So it happens to everyone. It's okay. You know, these things happen. That's what I learned through that experience. Yeah. Honestly, if there's anything that we've learned with like quarantine and having to use Zoom, there is just always stuff that's going to pop up, like no matter how much you prep, but (laughs) we're human. So we're going to go ahead and get into our very first segment, Truly Obsessed, where we talk about all the things that we've been loving lately, music, food, trends, TV shows, all of that fun stuff. So Kenzie, you can go ahead and take it away. Okay. I have so many things that I'm obsessed with. Um, can I get sure like two? Of yes, course. Go for it. It's not surprising. Um, as always, I read 24-7. My Kindle always. This is my life. <laughs> I've been really into recently um, two authors. And this is the name of the two that I was talking about. Taylor Jenkins Reid. I've read almost every one of her books this year. So good. Mm-hmm. Start with Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. So good. And then I've also one of my other favorite authors, Jennifer. I I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's H I L L I E R Hillier. I'm assuming. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I've been really, I guess, like binge reading a lot of her books as well, and I've gotten super into that. For those of you who like aren't nerds and don't care, um, as far as my workouts lately that I've been obsessed with, I my Pilates teacher and trainer um, when I was living in LA. Her name is Daylight. My favorite person in the entire world totally changed my relationship with working out. I've always loved working out, but I love it even more. I've been training with her over Zoom and doing some Zoom classes with her. And I'm not kidding. It has changed every aspect of my life. I'm in a better mood. I'm more productive. I'm happier. I feel so much better. Um, And she does classes on Zoom. So if you guys want to work out with her, you can too. Yeah, I've been awesome. seeing all of your stories, waking up super <laughs> early and working out with Dom. Just like, how in the world? It's inspiring. Thank you. No, I don't always wake up early. It's sometimes we work out at night too. So it yeah. just depends. Well, yeah. we just we work out every day though. It's fine. <laughs> well, working out at night is a good stress reliever. Like no, that's something for I sure. learned from Emma yes. because I genuinely like need some times to relieve my stress at the end mm-hmm. of a long day. And just going out for a run is so refreshing. So I get hundred percent. Yeah. And I have like picked up anxiety that I need to work out so that I'll do it after the workout. Yeah. Yes. Um, I also want to say that I just finished and I mentioned this in our actual podcast episode that's going tomorrow, but in five years, um, you definitely like you posted about it. I feel like so many times a bunch of people were reading it and I was just shocked. Like I literally 
like went through that book in six hours and it consumed my life. So I just want to say thank you for the ride. I think that book actually made me mad. I I remember I read it forever ago, but it like made me angry. The ending was honestly oh. weird because, and I was even telling her about this because we have the same taste in books and we're always just like sharing different books that we're liking. But the ending was something that I thought I was going to like. And I thought like I wanted that ending, but then I realized I didn't. And then it was just yes. like, why would you? Anyway, I don't want to spoil <laughs> yeah. too much, but it, it was just such a random twist that was so underwhelming. So, it was very unnecessary is what I remember. I don't remember it very well because I read it like almost a year ago. Yeah. But I just remember the ending being really weird. Yeah. Mm. It was it was strange. But also like, I don't know, during the book, I, I definitely highlighted a lot of quotes on my Kindle, yeah. I mean, on my iPad Kindle app. So would definitely <laughs> recommend if you're looking for a book like that. But yes, yeah. I'm gonna have to go and read that book. Like yeah. she literally came out of room and I was like, dude, I had a dream about it. It was that good. <laughs> like I thought it was the main character, like crazy stuff. So wait, have you read before we were strangers? Oh, both gosh. Of us. literally both. Yes. Of us, like it was, I think we read it like within weeks of each other. I was like, dude, you literally, it was she amazing. had Renee Carlino on my podcast. podcast. Yeah. Okay, me too. Yeah. After that cool. book. So amazing. Oh my gosh. That one was amazing. You should read The Light We Lost by Jill Santopolo. Um, that's like the closest I found to a Before We Were Strangers vibe. Okay, I think I have that one saved on my notes to. or something. Yeah, also yeah, Wish You Were Here and um, Swear on This Life by Renee Carlino. Yeah, amazing. So good. I love this. So good. Uh, okay, and guys, for my truly obsessed favorite, lately, not so much, but when we <laughs> recorded our first like version of this podcast, I was really into early rising because when you go outside and you open the blinds and you have like this rush of sunlight in your face, for some reason in the morning, it just makes you feel a lot more productive. And also just TikTok. I've been into TikTok on a whole other level recently, just making videos and all the funny trends and relatable like just moments, but specifically aesthetic drink making videos where they mix like the coffee and the creamer and the different like syrups. It's just so beautiful. And the straws and the cups and are the ice cubes that are perfect little cute. Yes. Very <laughs> coffee bay 97, whatever the TikTok is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Love her. Um, and also Princess Polly, just in general, they've been coming out with a lot of cute things uh, recently, mm-hmm. more on the neutral side, but also just like random like zippers, button down, like cinch, like numbers. And I've been into all of that. So yeah. Princess Polly is always the best. For mine, I have three. The first one is the fresh sugar caramel hydrating lip balm. It's just like a little pot of lip balm. I don't know why, but my lips have been so chapped lately just because of the cold weather. So that one has been amazing. It's like super thick and moisturizing. And then the second thing is another product. It is the Kiehl's Midnight Recovery Concentrate. Yeah. So good. It has like all these essential oils in it that are just so calming at nighttime. So love that. And then the third is Firefly Lane. It's a show on Netflix that I think is like still trending. Catherine Heigl's in it. And I started watching it. You started watching it? How many episodes are you in so far? I'm like two or three, which is honestly pretty good for me because I'm really bad about watching TV. Like Dom heard me turn Netflix on, like the the sound of the very beginning. Yeah. And she's like, "Are you watching Netflix?" Um, but I really like it so far too. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just excited because no. I actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. I'm Feel that free. way too. Like she knows all the movies, all the TV shows, and yeah. I'm literally like, I just watched Euphoria like two months ago. So yeah, yeah, no, literally, I haven't even watched Euphoria all the way. Like it's embarrassing. Yeah. I actually, I need to get better about it. You have to. Euphoria is so worth it. Like yeah, but amazing. You're gonna show. have to like set aside time to get into Euphoria's vibe because. I'm sure you've heard about it. It's like super intense and it's a lot. Yeah. 
Dom, I know Dom loved the show. She said it was very intense, but she liked it. Oh, so good. It's hard to explain, but the soundtrack is amazing. Like, I think you would love all of the original, like, soundtrack songs from it. So good. Um, yeah. The Firefly is more, I guess, like, it's, like, dramatic, but it's a little bit more wholesome in the sense. Like, it's about two best friends, and mm. it's based off of a book. So, if you guys are interested in Firefly Lane, I really liked it. But, so cute. yeah, it was nice. <laughs> Oh, and I was going to say, like, I just watched The Kissing Booth with, like, the male protagonist from Euphoria, and that, oh, like, yeah. changed my view of him. Like, oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was actually talking about that recently, and I, I don't know how we got on this topic, but I was like, really bad Netflix movies? Like, for some reason, I watched those. You know, like, everyone hates The Kissing Booth, and I totally get it. And I think... <laughs> I really like we I watched it with a friend from home that I won't name because she literally like refuses to let anyone know she watches this. I'm like, I have a viewing party for number three. Like there's just something about movies like that too, where it's very and I think the added drama off camera really like reeled me in, you know? Mm-hmm. But I watched the kissing booth. I, I did see that. Yeah, it's like comfort food because it reminds me of middle school low-key. And then like All the Boys I Loved Before, the third one just came out. And I definitely watched that in my COVID bedroom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was just like, I need something that's going to take my mind off of it for a few hours. And that movie was so long, but it just reminds you of like being like a freshman in high school or something. So Mm -hmm. I want to watch that. How long was it? A little over two hours. It was so okay. long. I was like, I, was long. yeah, it was I really gotcha. long. But it was, I mean, it was cute. You know how it is. You know how those movies are. They're just like Netflix movies. They all have a kind of similar vibe, but definitely fun yeah. stuff. So today we are going to be talking about childhood passions and sort of how we've all had those things that like we grew up loving doing, whether it was creating a YouTube channel or making videos of us and our friends dancing or whatever that may be. And kind of, yeah, oh my gosh, musically for sure. And kind of how that has shaped us to be who we are today, making sure that we are still passionate about like the work we are doing, even if it is for a different purpose nowadays, rather than just to have fun per se. And also just like getting out of ruts. We all know that sometimes we run low on motivation, especially during times like these. So we want to kind of talk about that with you. And we'll go ahead and get started with just the whole childhood passion thing. So what were like the passions and things that you did as a child that made you just feel so alive and so naive and so excited about the world? I read a lot. So that hasn't changed. I read every Nancy Drew book, every Junie B. Jones book. I read 24-7. I loved clothes always and style. Like growing up, I thought I would go to school in like New York and LA. I ended up going in LA. Um, That was always something I'd wanted to do. I made videos for fun all the time. We would do like random photo booth videos and I would edit and things like that. Um, another thing I just thought about, I don't even think I said this in the last podcast, but um, something I joke about that like made, like invented Kim Elizabeth was Beyonce. But like in person, <laughs> legitimately, I remember exactly what I was wearing. So my uncle works in radio. So I've seen so many artists just because of him. And he would, it was the Kiss FM, the Jingle Ball in Dallas. And every celebrity ever, a performer ever, like goes to the Jingle Ball, right? And it was Destiny's Child. And we were backstage and I dropped something and or like we ran into Beyonce that picked it up, right? And Beyonce herself complimented my coat. I'll tell you exactly <gasps> what I was wearing. I was wearing a children's place, like patched up jacket <laughs> with like fur coat on it. You know what I mean? Like back when uh-huh, those were yes. Um, and that's when Kenzie Elizabeth was born. So it really <laughs> actually did come from Beyonce. I forget to share this story often. 
Um, but honestly, a lot of the stuff that I was like really interested in as a child, it was reading. I've always been really good with time management, which is random. <laughs> um, reading like style clothes videos. I would get any Lauren Conrad book they had or like the books that like Teen Vogue had out on like mm. how to get into fashion, things like that. And fashion isn't necessarily what I'm in now, but just in the creative industry, I would always get all of those books. I have every single one, uh, I'm sure, stored at my parents somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much like all I did as a child. I really love sports as well. But yeah, that's pretty much yeah. what I did. Wow. The Beyonce uh, story, I'm sorry. I'm just like, how have I, I never heard it. this before? <laughs> that's amazing. I know. It used to be in my bio like years ago. Maybe I should bring it back. It's definitely that's a flex. fun fact. Like that's literally, that's all you need to say. And I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's insane. so good. And when I think about like keeping the childhood magic alive, I remember being so just imaginative and creative when I was younger. Like I loved storytelling, like Polly Pockets, Barbies, just putting together little Lego villages with my brother and pretending that we were like a family and, you know, nursing our sick dog or something like that. It was just so funny. And when you think about reading, like, total bug nerd on like the same page with you there as well as like magic Treehouse and mm-hmm, yeah. you know and green gables and everything that i read that was more like science science fiction it really made me feel like so many things were possible and i would write like poems like this deep like philosophical mm-hmm. poet in middle school and i thought i was just such a deep thinker <laughs> And little did I know what exactly like adulthood would hit me with. But I think those passions really made me who I am today because it kind of made me like the dreamer that I am. If that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I was just thinking about it while you were talking, kind of like it made you into the adult you are today. And obviously we're all in our twenties. Like we're we're Mm -hmm. young. And it's crazy because we always talk about this. Like as kids, I imagine that 22 years old would look a lot different. More like mature. super, <laughs> super mature living in a like New York loft, rich for some reason. I don't know why, like just extremely <laughs> successful. And it was just, it was so weird. Like seeing how, how now we're at a point where like we are that age, but things are looking very different. And I think that as kids, like part of like practicing those passions and kind of just like living our lives for fun and doing whatever it is that we wanted to do just free of any worries was because like we pictured the future as like oh one day like i will you know have like a specific job in a specific field and one day like i will be an adult but we fail to realize a lot of times that like we are literally in that one day right now mm. and i feel like as a kid i was always like oh i want to be an author one day i want to write a billion books one day but it's like now that is that time if that makes sense like yeah. literally living in the time where like we are starting to put those wheels into motion and make those dreams real and it's like crazy because it takes away sort of like the mystery and the wonder of like the one day of when those dreams would actually yeah. Like you've always been into planning and time management, which mm-hmm. I have too. Like when did you start just like being like, okay, well, my one day starts today? Because I feel like you're very... I've been working since I was... Well, I've had a job since I was 14. I've been working on what I'm doing since I was 16. So I feel like my one day started 23 now, however many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had this kind of like weird moment. I, another thing I was so into growing up was American Girl. I loved them. My first doll was Kit. It was my whole life. I think that was another thing with the books. I got so into reading those books. And now I take my niece there. And we were there on Saturday. And I remember being like, I can't believe I'm old enough to where like, I'm taking my niece to American Girl. But yeah, as far as time management goes, I think I am almost an exact like carbon copy of my father. 
My dad is very entrepreneurial. He loves leadership. He loves... I don't know. He's really taught me, honestly, like everything that I know as far as structuring my days and managing anxiety and managing, you know, and, and work ethic and how to work hard. And I think because I had a dad who worked so hard and I just saw that, I just naturally picked up on that, especially with time management. I like sometimes I, I don't understand what people say to like, I also think it's like some people are just like graced with certain things and I'm not graced a lot, but I am graced with like work ethic and time management. I know that. And I'll hear people like complain about their days and how they have so much and they can't do anything else. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I I don't understand that. And it took me a long time of like getting older to realize like, oh, this is actually a strength that I have. It's not just like what everyone else, like it's not necessarily the norm. And I think because it was a strength that wasn't necessarily like a skill as far as a talent, like, oh, I can sing, I can dance. I didn't really, I didn't really fully realize and like tap into it. In the way of, you know, making content online that can help people, things like that. I don't know. A lot of it too, I've been, I was diagnosed with like clinical anxiety very young. Mm. And so that's another thing too. I think people react to anxiety in two different ways. You either shut down or it like fuels you. And um, it fueling you is not necessarily the healthy, neither one is healthy, but learning how to also deal with that and have healthy work boundaries at a pretty young age with a career, I think has also helped on top of that. So I think it's a combination of a lot of things, um, mainly accredited to my dad. It's almost like you don't experience like the little fear that everyone has around starting something because sometimes like the, when you're a perfectionist, like when you don't want to fail, like you just don't want to do things. And I, it's amazing that you're a doer and that's like your skill because that is a lifestyle win. Like it's like a secret weapon for you. And we live in a world today that like really glorifies success and constantly being busy, but you don't want to be busy to the point where you don't have time for anything else. Mm-hmm. And. I feel like you do a good job of being busy, but also being sustainably busy, like every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like super efficient and just like how you're getting things done. And that's what I was going to say. It's about being efficient. It's not about like being busy or even quote unquote productive. It's about working in efficient ways mm-hmm. rather than just trying to like fill your Google Cal. Yeah, yeah for sure. And kind of like going off of that, what what like keeps you motivated at the root of everything? Because I know that like we do have a lot of conversations and people talk about this in podcasts a lot. Like just do the work, like just get it done. Like just push yourself through. Like once you're done, like you'll feel really great at the end of the day. But like, what is it that pushes you through those moments where you're just like, I feel so burnt out. I have run myself to the ground. I've just been doing way too much lately. Like at what point do you kind of have to like take a step back Mm -hmm. and then... In, in that same question, like what motivates you to continue to like keep going? I think I have a two-part answer. The first being that I think one of them is I'm not run by emotions. So I don't really go by motivation. It's a lot more of discipline. The second being that I am very proactive with really healthy boundaries. So I don't... It's very rare that I get to a point of feeling burnt out now because I have very healthy boundaries and I prioritize rest. Um, Because if not, I'm going to burn out. My work's going to suck. I'm going to end up being less efficient. It actually hurts me more than it helps me. Um, But as far as like motivation, I don't necessarily... Um, I think focus more on like the feeling of being motivated. I think I'm just very disciplined in routines. And as I'm more disciplined and as I'm doing those things that ultimately, even if I don't want to do them, make me feel better, I'm going to be more inspired to do that. 
Um, but even if I need to just like listen to a podcast to kind of like pump me up or something, this is so random, but like, um, I love like, uh, Taylor Swift do- documentary. I love Demi Lovato oh, documentary, like random stuff like that. Cause <laughs> it's kind of childhood at the same time. Yeah. Um, and my let podcast going on a walk, things like that. But overall, I don't really focus as much on motivation as I do in discipline. And then as far as healthy boundaries go, I think from probably like 16 to 20, I had really unhealthy work habits and I just worked 24 seven. And I thought that's what I had to do. That's what I needed to do. Um, I think my work ethic is kind of like where I found my worth at the same time. And Mm. I was just like running myself into the ground. And I finally realized like, Oh, you know what? You're actually a really boring person. If all you have to talk about is work, like you need to like have a life outside of it. And then also, um, just as far as mental health and even the quality of your own work, like you need a life outside of your job. And that's not everything. I think now I've made a life for myself where I have so many other interests and hobbies and things that I do rather than just what I do for my career. And I don't work on weekends. I won't do it. I don't, it's very rare. If I have to for like an event or something, then I will take time out of the week to do something else. Like I'm very, very proactive about that. I'm really proactive, just even more so about like my daily rest. So like at night, I'm off my phone by 8pm. Typically, I don't even look at it for hours. I read I'm on my Kindle. I even I was reading on my iPad. And I got my Kindle because I needed this totally separate like tool that I didn't do work on. So that's why I ended up getting my Kindle. Um, I love my Kindle. Yeah, just things like that. I think I'm really proactive about boundaries. We over glamorize like hustle culture and these things that are actually incredibly unhealthy for us and make that like the cool thing to be run down with work. And while like I am very busy, I have a lot on my schedule. I'm just a lot more, I, it's like work smarter, not harder. Like I want to be more efficient in what I do and delegate where I can and get everything done. But I'm not going to like glamorize having so much to do and all these things. Cause it's not, I don't know. I, I don't even think that's what it's about. Like there's so many people who have a lot less to do that are a lot more like in quote successful, you know? So it's not about like, I don't know. I think that is when it gets to the point of like, who are you working for? Like, are you working to like brag about how busy you are? Cause that's also like annoying, you know? For yeah. sure. I think honestly, you do an amazing job. And this is speaking from someone who is just like the average viewer. Like I see all your Instagram stories and they're so cute every day. But I feel like you do a good job of embedding that work into your lifestyle and making it just a part of your everyday routine mm-hmm. instead of like making it to where I have a super busy week this week, crazy things all day, every day. I have to just like grind, grind, grind. Like you embed these fun ways to make it exciting. Even if it's just through like, products. Like I love all of the little glasses that you put your coffee in. And I feel like those little things just make it more of an enjoyable thing to do the work and to actually like keep yourself going throughout each day, especially when it comes to like 3 p.m. slumps. Like you, I feel like you just do a really good job of like keeping a consistent sort of joy throughout the day. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Like you have to find ways to make it exciting, even if it's just the smallest little thing. I feel like proactive boundaries is so important. I feel like we're on opposite ends of the spectrum because I'm really bad at setting boundaries. Like, oh, like I'm too busy. I can't do this. Like I'm really bad at saying no. Like I'll just keep going. I'll be like, okay, even if I don't sleep, like it's fine. Like I'll just do it. And then Emma's like, okay, I'm tired. Like I'm not going to do it. Like no matter what. And so it's like, we both need to work on setting those boundaries in a way that's like compatible, but also self-loving. And I love that you're like so self-loving in that respect. And honestly, like nowadays, like traditional routes, like doctor, lawyer, like, you know, 
those are great routes and really, really hard careers to break into, but also like influence entrepreneur, like these like tech roles are like social media marketer, like those things are emerging. So I feel like finding success in a, like as your own definition, finding confidence in that, despite what the world deems as noteworthy, that's also so important to like drive yourself and not be like, Oh, I'm just trying to be a higher status today or look better on my LinkedIn today or like have people think that I'm a, a hard worker and successful, you know? Mm-hmm. I do want to say something really quick, like back to us, like being on opposite spectrums of like, Oh, like, she has too much discipline or she doesn't have enough discipline. There needs to be a middle ground that we can all sort of like come to an understanding mm-hmm. of because I think that it's really, really good to give yourself grace. Like if you're tired and you just know that like if you push yourself to do that extra bit of work for the day, it's not going to be your best quality work because you're simply just not there mentally, then like, yeah, you need to take a break. Like you need to go for a walk or just go to bed and wake up early in the morning and do it. But at the same time, you can't constantly be like, overextending that grace because you do need to sort of put your foot down at some point. And so I kind of want to talk about like, how do you, how do you come up with a good middle ground for that? Because again, like we are definitely opposites. Like she can stay up super duper late and just get the stuff done. But I'm like at 10, 11, I cap out. I just can't push my mind further at that point unless it's absolutely necessary. So do you have any tips on sort of finding a really healthy balance of that? Yes. Well, first off, thank you guys so much. Um, yeah, I think it's different. I don't... Even when I was in school, I, I this is another thing too of just like time management being the best thing I, I got from my father. I never really have times and I have... This is with having like multiple kind of like career verticals that people have is like, oh, that's my entire career. I don't really have time ever that I'm like, oh, I have to work until late to get it done just because I'm so proactive with my schedule. So I don't know if this is helpful because I, it's rare that I'm in this place. When you work for yourself, there's always more work that you can do and there's always more work that can be done. So, and I also think people work in totally different work ways. Some people work best at different hours and different times. And I think that's incredible. Like find out how you work best and what works best for you. Um, but I just have like my schedule every day and I don't like, there's never a time where I'm just laying around and like watching TV during the day or things like that. Unless I really feel like TV is not what I would do, but like, unless I really feel like I need time off, I will take time off. But I feel like only you really know if like now is time to push or if it's time to like give yourself a break. If it's becoming a consistent habit of just like overextending grace for yourself. Um, maybe like look into your schedule or like where you're spending your time. Cause again, I have friends 24 seven who are like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And I'm like, you are not doing any of this. Like, I don't, I don't understand why you think you're so busy. Like you're not doing it, you know? So I'm like, I, I don't, I don't understand where this is coming from. Um, no, you're literally spending all day doing something else. And then an hour doing this when you could have just had it, you know, like, I think just having like a loving conversation with yourself of like, how are you actually spending your time day to day? Like people typically work 40 hour weeks, you know, like figuring out what works for yourself. And also I, again, I think it's practice. Like I start work at a certain time and I end work at a certain time and that fluctuates daily. It's not like it's either like nine to 10 to like five to six thirty kind of thing. But I also scheduled like my Google calendars are booked like typically like three weeks in advance for things I'm doing. And that's including like 
editing and things like I'm doing on my own. So it just depends. I think it's, it's so dependent on everyone. I think how you work in your work style that works for you personally, obviously varies. And then I think as far as how much grace and things like that, I think mental health is incredibly important. But again, I think having boundaries just in general with work with other people is so important. Yeah. But also like, if you're not starting work at like nine, like if you're not starting work until three and then all of a sudden, like maybe that's when you stop overextending grace for yourself, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you wake up at 2 p.m. and you're like, oh my gosh, I just have so much to do. Like, I'm so stressed. I can't believe this is my life. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, what? Okay. No, yeah. that is such a great point. I, I really appreciate you bringing that up because I have definitely done that before. Like, We put it on ourselves sometimes because we let our to-do list just run so long. And there's literally like a laundry list of things to do, but we don't even start doing it. We just complain about all the things that we have to do. And it just makes it worse the more we put it off. Yeah. I've just started doing it. Like, honestly, (laughs) like the thing is, I feel like when you're working for other people, that's when you're like, oh, I'm going to tell these people like what I'm doing. And then when they think I'm like working, like I'll be working, like putting on like that facade of working even though like it's really about your alone time like when no one is watching what are you doing what are you working on yourself what are you working on externally and again like with keeping the childhood magic alive you have to be constantly fueled by some sort of like inner psychological passion for what you're doing and deeper connection to the purpose like do you resonate with that yeah i think I'm a unique case though at the same time. Like a lot of what I say, I think I have like this dream job that I have been doing since I was 16. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do think a lot of it, like I don't ever get, I've been doing, I mean, things, it's totally changed over the years into what it's become with different projects and whatnot. But I've been doing pretty much the same thing for eight, nine years, eight years at this point. I don't necessarily like get, I don't get tired of it because it's always changing and evolving with me, but I have such a unique job that I don't feel like I can necessarily speak because like I don't know in the corporate world and things like that. Mm-hmm. I do recognize that I'm a very like rare case. Um, but I definitely like, I don't know. I think a lot of it too also, it literally is a brand around myself. So it's a lot easier because it's like the things that I'm interested in as far as like staying like um, connected to it, I guess. So I don't know. I think I'm a rare case. Like I kind of hate like speaking on this stuff because I'm like, I don't want to come off as like, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about in that regard. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely see where you're coming from because for you, it's like, it's, you are the brand. Like you are just like sharing your daily life. You are your passion project. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly like a dream. I feel like that's so exciting to get to do, but I definitely, I definitely see where you're coming from. I mean, we have decision-making power. Even Mm -hmm. if you're a college student, you get to decide what to major in. Even if you're in a corporate job, you get to decide what role you're in. Mm -hmm. And I think each role stimulates different parts of you. Like there are creative marketing roles. There are way technical, like coding, software engineering roles. And people are just wired differently. It takes a lot of self-indulgence to understand, okay, like this is what I love. Because engineers always have that story of, oh, I was always building things when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so cool. Like teachers are like, oh, I always played pretend teacher and like taught my stuffed animals how to do math or something. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so cool about what people grow up to be and like the journey of adulthood, essentially. Yeah. There's always like the implementation of passions in one way or another. And also just like everything you said about like routines and sort of being fueled by like you said you're not run by emotions but you're just fueled by discipline like i feel like that applies to everybody regardless of what field they're in so 
super duper helpful, but we want to kind of talk about more like technical stuff. So products that you use, things that you implement into your team that sort of keep it fresh and exciting, like we were talking about before. Yes. So like, I don't know, even soundtracks that you might listen to to keep you focused on work or tech gear, all of that good stuff. I have so many things. Um, I, I love it. You have the best rugs. I, I have so many. For like music throughout my house, I'm really, really crazy about the vibe of my house. I hate the word vibe, but whatever. Um, I'm like, it sh- I don't like clutter. It makes me anxious. Like even looking now, I see certain things, and I'm like, okay, that why is that there? Like, it, I don't do all of it. When I had roommates who were like paying and like we split rent, obviously that was a totally different thing because we share the space. But now because I'm like paying an entire mortgage. I'm like, this is my space. There's no clutter. It's not happening. Um, and I'm a little bit crazy about that, but I don't really care. It's just one of those things that helps with anxiety for me. Um, I always play jazz music. So I play like Nora mm-hmm. Jones. All of them play, I play Frank Sinatra. Um, non-jazz would be like Maverick City Music or Montel Fish throughout my house. It's very calming. Do you play a Spotify playlist or do you create your own playlist for that when it's like the house music that's just going on all day? So it's different throughout the day I have a I literally have a podcast or a playlist called my mature cooking playlist as like a joke but that's where the jazz music is yeah um I normally will just tell my I don't want to say her name because she'll go off but you know what um what to play I listen to a lot of Lynn and Stella too um I love country so I'll put on like random country playlists and stuff like that so it just depends um I love liquid IV I drink liquid IV 24 7 it's like a hydration multiplier so you put it in your water. It tastes really good. Um, if you get, there's one that's an energy one, and that actually completely replaced coffee for me for months until the holiday season came in and all the like, holiday drinks came in, and I was like, okay, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a really big thing. I love just trying out new products. Like I love recess drinks. They're really good for calming. They're um, hemp drinks, and they really help. Just you like to calm and relax. There's also this thing called Kenyu Forks. I'm really into like mocktails and stuff. I'm not like sober by any means, but like I barely drink. So I prefer getting like a mocktail because I like the experience of it, but I don't necessarily want the like alcohol component of it. So I like making little like mocktail drinks too. As far as like technical other things, I you, I don't know my Google Calendar and like journals and stuff like that. I, guess. Oh, I love Google yes, Calendar. Google Calendar is. Yeah. I recently got into Notion as well. Have you heard of it? No. What is that? It's basically an organizational like high advanced oh, uh, Evernote, but it's amazing. Like so many people are using it nowadays oh, to create cool. checklists, to create any sort oh, of. You know what? I use ClickUp. And that's probably similar. And I do use something like that. Sorry, I forgot. I do use ClickUp, but that's for like other people that I work with. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Notion is is wild. It's It's all over TikTok too. Like people will design their Notion. I don't even know how y'all customize it. I haven't gotten to play around with it, but... Like there's so many um there's so many options so it's highly personal personalizable and that's what makes it kind of complicated but yeah I get you like I'm literally like a planning nerd so I totally get that um and as far as like your playlist I'm gonna have to listen to it yeah because sure. um she was talking about like oat milk lattes in the mountains or something <laughs> I think Katie Bilotti like talked about it have you seen it. that playlist being shared I feel like every person on TikTok. It's I don't I didn't I didn't see it on TikTok, but I did see it like on a ton of different people's Instagram stories. Oat milk lattes okay. in the mountains. I'm sure like Danielle Carroll posted about it for sure. <laughs> Wait, I need to. It's, Wait, who made? Did one of my friends make it? 
I don't know. Yeah. I got, I got I'm pulling it up right now. It's yeah. so good. It's just like the longest playlist of really good like indie songs. You feel like you're literally in the mountains. I don't know what it is, but it's so good. I found it. Okay, it's yeah. by Casey Gelsomina on yes, wow. yeah. and it has one hundred thirty-eight thousand one hundred thirty-nine likes, which is a lot. Dang. That's insane. Yeah. It's definitely trending. Yeah, that one's awesome. But, but I, oh, I remember, wow. like last podcast, we were talking about how like we have different moods for everything. Like I was like, yeah, I was listening to like Drake or something, you know, running and then like worship music while we're getting ready. And I think that's 100%. so funny how like playlists really just get your mood in different headspaces. Mm-hmm. So music is such a stimulant. Like I need to get more into that. Like she made me a playlist. It's like, wait, you listen to indie, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get into it, but. Yeah, yeah, that playlist that playlist took me so long and I was like, you better appreciate this labor of love that I made for you. <laughs> but I was gonna share this other playlist that I think you would love. It's called it was just like on I don't even know on the Spotify browse page, but it's called Italian Cooking Music and it's by Oh I would love that. Yes, it's so good. It has like a ton of likes, all the same sort of like Frank Sinatra vibes. Um so it's Gina well, Italian Gina. cooking? Yes, Italian cooking music. Okay. We listened to it the other day when we were making dinner and it was the best vibes ever. Oh, vibe. Yeah, that's like <laughs> right up my alley. That is perfect. It was awesome. I love it. But we're going to close off with our favorite segment, Endearing Awkwardness. This is our, a segment where we share short, embarrassing stories that just make us feel a little bit more human, a little bit more stripped down. So I could go first, Kenzie. Oh man, this one... <laughs> It's embarrassing. So when you're studying abroad, like sometimes you feel like such like a dimwit because you have no idea like what is going on in another country, public transportation wise, currency wise, language wise. And honestly, like I was studying abroad in Barcelona, Spain last semester. The first day that I arrived, I got yelled at by multiple people because I was literally like walking in the wrong direction in a metro. And there was this huge crowd of people like trying to get past me. And it was like rush hour. And I just got pushed around and I felt so, so embarrassed. But the most embarrassing moment I would have to say... Oh my gosh, it's when I was in Paris and I was with a group of friends. We were going into a metro. The metro doors were open. So I was like, oh, it's fine. Like there's a ticket booth on the other end. Like this is weird, but I guess I'll go into it. And so we just like casually, me and like these five other like American, you know, blonde brunette girls just like walk through like the metro entrance. And then suddenly this alarm goes off. Like everyone's head like literally like zip towards us. And these police, like Paris metro policemen, like just rush toward us. And they're basically like yelling at us in French, like just saying like, no ticket, no ticket, illegal, illegal. And we were just like so flustered and flabbergasted. We're like, what is going on? And they basically tried to talk to us in broken English for like 10, 15 minutes, explaining that we were supposed to buy a ticket on the other side of town, like on the other side of Paris before we got in. And they thought we had legitimately like had some sort of plan to jump, you know, the metro entrance. And they were like accusing us. And then eventually they were like, okay, you're going to have to pay like 60 euros and this is going to be like a warning or whatever. And I was like, oh my God. And obviously we're all broke because we've been like, you know, spending so much money on like macaroons and like French pasta or something. So yeah, that was wild, but it was so embarrassing. We paid the money. Everyone was staring at us. We were like beat red, just like walking in shame towards like the metro. And yeah, that was, oh my gosh, that was an experience for sure. I feel like that's a classic study abroad thing. Like things like that (laughs) always happen. (laughs) 
Um, so I can actually go next, Kenzie, and you can finish off the episode with your story. This one is pretty short, um, but it was very recent and it's, it's a little fresh. So I'm kind of scared to tell it. Is it too soon? We'll see. It's a little too soon, (laughs) but I'm just going to tell it because I, yeah, I'm just going to do it. Whatever. 2021. So I had a recent crush who I really wanted to shoot my shot with and I don't typically like to do that as it like as you do but I don't I don't typically like to do that I definitely want to be pursued just because like I don't want to have to do that extra work and I don't know how people do that but anyway I wanted to shoot my shot because it just felt like something I had to do and Basically, I've been talking about this guy with Dasam for the longest time, like for like a month and a half, two months. And she, I think, just got tired of it one day. And so this was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. It was super recent, but she got tired of it one day and she grabbed my phone and she's like, where are your messages? Goes to our messages. And it's like 11.50. Like it's, it's really late at night, too late to be texting this guy because at that point we had... He had like left me on delivered or something. So I was not going to text him first. But she went ahead and texted him. Just simple. Hey. And I literally had a complete heart attack. Like I ran around the entire apartment just like cringing because it's it was very like we don't know each other that well yet. Like I wouldn't just text him hey at midnight. Like our yeah, it's like uh... our our little re- relationship in close relationship is just like right now on a professional basis. So it's not there yet. I don't just text people. Hey, and networking. Yeah. And it just seems so sketchy to be texting him that. So then right afterwards, I followed it up with, Oh my OMG. Sorry. That was my roommate. Like, haha, LOL. Like so <laughs> high school. And it just like, it made it worse. I feel like it was left it at that. You should have just left yeah. it. Like, I know. I know. That's why like now I'm looking back and I keep like, you know, those TikToks where you just realize something embarrassing that you do and you're like, ew. Oh, like you yeah. Like, and it started as a joke. Like I wasn't gonna send the text. Disclaimer. No, they took her two seconds to do it. She, boom. she, she was it's basically. Not, that's me. That's me. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. was showing me like the recent text that he sent, and I was like, you know what? Let me just like type hey. And she was just freaking. She was like, no, don't do it. And just like in the spur of the moment, I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And I did it. And I was like, oh my god, it's like that TikTok. Like, don't do it, girl. It's because- no. But now that you did that, and then you said, sorry, that was my roommate. Clearly, he knows that you were talking about him and that you are probably interested. Which could, which could end up working to your benefit, but well, so then I had to tell him. Like I had no choice at that point. I literally went straight to my room after sending that text, and I just I lied there, looking at the ceiling, just contemplating my life and what I was doing. She had a meltdown, and like legitimately, like a meltdown. Like I, we didn't speak until the next day, and it was rough. It was really rough because yeah, it was just something that I wouldn't normally do. Like just the way that like our dynamic was at that point, I wouldn't just randomly text him, "Hey, at midnight," you know. Mm-hmm. It and wasn't there so, yet. For sure. And so I ended up having to tell him, I was like, look, the reason why my roommate sent that, because I don't want you to think that I'm in high school saying like, Hey, and then LOL, that was my dog or that was my brother or something, you know, like you do in middle school. So I had to tell him like the reason why. And it was just, it ended up being fine, but basically it was just an embarrassing moment. And yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was hard for courage. I think if she hadn't sent that, like I wouldn't have had the courage to like be honest and forthcoming yeah. about my my true intentions. So it happened. 100%. <laughs> my story is recent. Okay, here's I was talking to friends about this last night. I don't really get embarrassed. Like 
it takes a lot for me to get embarrassed. I experience very, very strong secondhand embarrassment though. <laughs> like that is where I'm like, oh, because I like I'm very empathetic. So I can feel it for them. Anyways, not that this is actually like that. Um, this is actually a story about Dom. It's not that it was really I'm kind of cheating, but it's funny and it's recent and we haven't told her anywhere. Um <laughs> she so we were walking down the street to go get food. And there's a sidewalk in the sidewalk there's like a big lip basically so like i notice it all the time because i walk my dog so i always make sure i don't trip over it i think she was maybe on her phone or like not paying attention or something and i always walk in front of her because i'm a way foster walker and all of a sudden i just hear this like bam noise and i look back and she like face plants it on concrete her her hands never fall but like no so yes yes guys like so bad and i look back i'm like oh my god are you okay like i was really scared in all the no, I'm, we're on a main road, by the way. She just gets up and she sprints. She <laughs> runs, and you know that she's hurt too. Like you know, that there's no way that there's not like some sort of scab from this fall, whatever. And she just sprints and she runs behind me, <laughs> behind this restaurant. She's we're both laughing so hard, and she's like, "No one could see me like that." Like she didn't want us to like because we uh, we know a lot of people in this area too. So she was like afraid that we'd run into someone or whatever. But it was just really funny. I mean, it's not like the most embarrassing. Um, but that's a recent one that was just like a really good time. That it's like a story that we tell at a party now. You know what I mean? Except for no, it's yeah. COVID, so. I love, I love that. that. And honestly, I don't know. I thought you were gonna say like immediately I busted out laughing because I feel like if that were to happen just with like us, for example, I wouldn't be able to contain my laughter because well, like, I started laughing bad, when but... she started laughing okay. because I didn't know what the vibe was. You know, I didn't want to laugh and she's crying. You're a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, props to you because yeah, I definitely I, I feel what you mean. Like you don't know if it was actually something serious, and she was so embarrassed that she was like crying or something. But That's so funny! Thank though. you for sharing that amazing story with us. Seriously, it's the first time you share it on, I guess, like any sort of podcast. It's an honor. Sure. We were vlogging that day, so it hasn't seen the internet. <laughs> well, keep an eye out for that vlog, guys. Make sure to subscribe to Kenzie's YouTube channel if you haven't already. And where else can they find you, Kenzie Elizabeth, on Instagram, Twitter? I think that's it. Um, I have a podcast. I love you so much podcast. And then I also have the living room for more faith-based content. It's cool. It's not like cringy. You know, I love it. love it. All right. Thank you so much, Kenzie. Be sure to follow us at Before We Make It on Instagram. Watch out for new episodes every Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs> Amazing. That, that was, was good. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm proud of that one. I think we did <laughs> good. Yay. Oh my gosh, you guys killed it. Oh, thank you. You said a lot of amazing stuff. Yeah, I definitely.